Hey guys, good morning, hope you're well. Welcome to another episode of The Life of Sev. I'm your host, Sev. Today is Friday, the 26th of July, and I am about to start my episode. Okay, so on today's episode, I am going to wind it right back, right back to the Soviet Union days of 1991, just before it collapsed. Uh, the day is 1st of January, 1991, and uh, a young mum, a mum-to-be, is about to give birth to me, Sev. How are you? Uh, raised in a, uh, born in a uh, hospital in a small town of Tokmak in Kyrgyzstan, um, uh, formerly known as the Soviet Union, and uh, well, there I go, away I go. Um, loving grandparents, uncle, and all in between. Never really knew my dad. And when I say never really, I never did. I don't remember him. So it was just really my mum and my uh, grandparents carrying me, uh, bringing me up through uh, my early childhood years. And then what happened, uh, well, grew up in the mountains. I learned how to fish, I learned how to hunt. Uh, and I'm still only five, six years old. I uh, moved to a uh, town called Krosnoyarsk, which is in Russia. Uh, whilst my mum is teaching, I start kindergarten, and then from there I am well on my way. Now, the only thing is, I, uh, I don't have much memory back in those days, but um, I am just super grateful that I was brought into a very loving um, family of mum, my grandpa, my grandma, my uncle, and uh, the earliest memories I have are with my grandpa who taught me how to just, you know, enjoy it. Do it, enjoy it, and um, enjoy the little things in life. Whereas, uh, where I, was, I was left with my grandparents for uh, a few years whilst my mum had to go work um, to help support me um, and uh, everybody in the family. I was brought up by my grandma, um, living in the apartment blocks, and uh, I was, uh, my biggest highlight of the day was to get my little tricycle out, walk it down three flights of stairs in the apartment block, and uh, uh, drive it around the, uh, the little courtyard area. Very, very uh, Soviet Russian style sort of um, environment, but, uh, some of the best memories um, from my childhood were from that apartment and also 40 kilometers, 40 odd kilometers outside where we would um, drive to the mountain house and uh, do all the nature stuff and uh, go mountain climbing and, and all our uh, waterfalls and, and things like that. There was no internet, there was no, um, there was no TV. I, I, there was a little box that I remember had maybe the news and a few little cartoons, but I was all about outside playing and enjoying life. Then what happened? Well, uh, mum was determined to migrate and uh, her dream was always to go to Australia. And then we went to a, managed to migrate to Australia when I was seven years old in uh, uh, 1997. She met uh, my stepdad and uh, we managed to uh, come over in the uh, early days there. Um, when I moved here, I didn't know any English. I had no idea what was going on. Um, 
and yeah, I just got st thrown straight into year one um, of, um, of uh, elementary school, primary school, or um, early stages. And uh, really, I mean, a year or two later, I all of a sudden knew all of my words. <laughs> really not good at English still <laughs> speaking, but I'm getting better. I feel like getting better, but um, back then it was just Russian. Um, the earliest memory of year one, I remember my teacher, um, she would tell me to draw something. Um, I had a little cheat, I remember. Um, we had to task of drawing uh, uh, what the box told us to draw. So for example, there would be a, uh, a flower that we had to draw with a number of uh, petals and we had to we had to count the petals and make sure that there is enough I had no idea that we had to draw a flower and instead I just decided to draw a goat because my teacher told me to draw and I was like sweet I'm gonna draw a goat <laughs> um, and then uh, after year one I started to really get uh, a grip on uh, the Australian life, Australian way of life, the culture, um, started to make friends and uh, and yeah really from there pa uh, primary school was wasn't a blur. I remember specific moments. Um, I mean you remember the negative moments too because I was significantly taller than most and I started to sprout up a little bit quicker. Everybody knew that I was from Russia and and that was a um, considered a a difference, a, a, a weirdness, a, a disadvantage, if you will, and um, yeah, I was teased and all that, and I got into footy, and I got into computers, I really started to um, do a lot on the computers, learning about um, Apple, learning about, um, yeah, I started probably using an Apple when I was about maybe 1999, I'm thinking, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Um, there's a photo of me somewhere um, where I'm on the computer on one of the early Macintoshes. Uh, I feel like I'm talking to, like I'm from the 80s or the, or the 70s, but um, yeah, I started using app super early and I've loved them ever since. But computers were my thing, and video games were my thing, and um, when I went to, when I, by the time I got to year seven, I had, um, I got into footy, I got into my computers, and I was pretty much well-rounded and really enjoyed my outdoors. Then what happened? Well, we got we moved to um, we moved to Kalgoorlie. Um, my mum got a job in school there, and uh, we went there. I started school in Kalgoorlie for year eight, uh, which was my I think it's called the junior year um, in or, or, or middle school in America. And year eight was, uh, I remember the first day of high school perfectly. I knew, I know no one, zero, had any idea of who anyone was. So it was kind of like starting again. And uh, well, my main one was football. My main in was football. And I wanted to play um, AFL when I was, when I would grow up. Um, so I started making friends from there and just like primary school, I would start struggling because it wasn't really my crowd. Uh, the football kind of I don't know, environment uh, was not my type and 
Yeah, we did get along, um, but I was still considered an outcast because of my differences and my weirdness and, and just the way, I, the way I, went, I went about things. It wasn't really in the standards of being a, a typical football player. Um, back then, uh, it was really hard because I really wanted to be accepted into somewhere, have friends and, and even be popular, you know, high school 101, be popular. Um, through year eight and nine, I um, was still heavily into video games as well, um, still keen on riding my bike, but Kalgoorlie was a little bit restricted. Um, I'm gonna wind it back a couple of years. I'm gonna wind it back to late year seven, um, early year eight, when uh, I started playing a video game online, uh, on the computer. Um, it was, um, it, it would build up uh, I'm not going to mention it, it's not important at this time, but you would build up a specific amount of items in your inventory and you can trade them and uh, then after that you can uh, really make a, a name for yourself and, and be popular on the, online. So that was really my outlet and I was super successful in that game. Every time I logged in, I had people messaging me. Every time I was in a, in a, in a specific room, people would come and we would chat. So that was my kind of little popularity thing. And then I did something that wasn't really uh, it wasn't really in the in the laws of the game because well, it's not my property at all. It's it's intellectual, not my intellectual property, and. Um, and, but, but that's when I started to realize that I had something kind of special, kind of like, oh, damn, he's, I, I can, I'm, I'm good at this. I'm good at trading. I'm good at selling. So what happened was um, I would have specific items of value and I would trade them. And over five, six hours of playing the game every day, I would accumulate maybe times five or times 10 my inventory, my value of the items that I had in possession. So it was virtual, it was online, but I knew how to hustle. I knew how to hustle early. So then what happened was um, I decided to be like, well, it's all virtual still. And I really can't be bothered playing this game anymore because I want to go outside, play more footy. And uh, the whole internet gaming um, thing started coming about where um, the PlayStation would have an online network. and. And then eventually the Xbox, I got introduced to the Xbox and the Xbox 360 came out and I played, I remember sitting in my friend's house one, one afternoon in year nine where, um, where we played Call of Duty 4, the very first Modern Warfare. And uh, I never played Xbox before. Um, I always thought the PlayStation was the best and all that. And I remember playing a game called Nate and, uh, what was it Navy SEALs, SOCOM Navy SEALs? That was my very first kind of online experience um, with shooters. And then I got into uh, Hardware Online Arena. Um, I don't know if anyone knows any of these games, but it was like a little game where you would drive around in this car and you would uh, unlock a little weapons. Have you ever seen Death Race? Think of Death Race, but you're not racing. You're just going around picking up Mario Kart, like it's like it's kind of like battle mode in um, in Mario Kart. That's probably a better way of doing it. It was an online version of Mario Kart battle mode, but with more hardcore weapons, and and I really love that. And uh, that that took up a lot of my time uh, outside of school. Um, I would also um, play the the online game with with the trading, and I'll also play the online game with the uh, the shooters, but. 
then I would really start to focus more on my um, my online game with the shooters and really go away from the trading. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just spewing, I'm regretting a little bit, but you know, I just identify myself um, as, you know, like this kind of capable person from this early on, because when I quit the online trading game, I wanted to give my, my items um, away, um, but for something in return. And I was, I was 13, I was 14, I, I just wanted to see if I could do it. So I'd set up a PayPal account and I'd set up a, um, an email, a little business email, and I would talk to the people externally outside of the game to talk business. I would take screenshots of the items that they would may want and they would say, oh, this is what I want. And I had developed a little kind of stock exchange or a little uh, library of values of how much the, um, the items would be worth in real life. And long story short, over about a year's worth of selling them, I made over $3,000 off a game that I played for years. So the ROI, the return of investment, was pretty, uh, was pretty good at a 13, 14 year old. Um, for someone that played it for three or four years to be able to make $3,000 off of a investment of just only time as a young kid, I was pretty stoked. Now, the, <laughs> the biggest regret from that though was that money was spent on the kids stuff. So I'd buy, I bought my first Xbox, I bought my first um, guitar, electric guitar, um, and, and I had a sudden obsession with football cards, you know, football player, football cards. And what else did I buy? Uh, lots of food, lots of food and ice cream and cartons of Coke, um, Coca-Cola. <laughs> and um, that was really when I thought, hey, I've got, I've got a knack for this. Now, by that time, I had already finished with this game, um, with this trading game, and I was really more into the online um, shooters uh, with money to burn. And I burnt that money very quickly, probably almost as fast as I got it. And I'm just spewing that I didn't keep it and make something else out of it early on in that day. But hey, I was, um, I was a kid, you know, we're all kids. And uh, uh, man, if I knew what I know now back then with that money, oh my goodness, I, I can't even imagine. But anyway, let's go, let's continue on. From there, what happened was I started playing Xbox full on and I really got into my video games, really got into my first person shooters. I would meet people online, I would make friends online, we would log in um, and I had a little buddy, a um, few buddies from school, we would log in, we would play. I got super good and I um, started to be a little bit more competitive. Unfortunately, um, and this is where the, I just feel like the universe is kind of steering me in a way, letting me try everything, but saying, nah, it's not for you. Unfortunately, Australia back then, and still to this day really, um, had really terrible internet. And especially living in a country town, the internet was sort of a disadvantage. Yeah, I can blame it on the lag, but I, you know, just really wasn't as uh, good as I could have been. And in hindsight, thinking back to this, I probably thank for it and thankful for it because 
it's it wasn't really um, any benefits from it. I wasn't going to be an international superstar for video games. Uh, maybe it could have been with a faster internet, um, but school was now more a priority. It was year 11, year 12, my senior year of school, and I really needed to focus and uh, I needed to focus hard, but I still would prefer to play video games. So that was my outlet. I started working. Um, so we're about in, oh God, skip it a bit too quick now. I'm gonna go back to year 10. So year 10, my junior year, which is a, uh, yeah, year 10. So year, you can go year, year 10, 11, and 12. In year 10, I had, um, I was in my school, and this is, this is one of my favorite stories to tell, so get ready. In my school, we had, um, when I was 15, the government um, abolished sugar, the sale of sugar inside the uh, cafeteria, inside the canteen. And uh, I was disappointed, but there was really no outcry. People were just like, yeah, whatever, I'll just get, you know, sausages and burgers and stuff. Equally as unhealthy, but there was no lollies to be sold anymore, no Coke cans to be sold anymore. And uh, fortunately, my mum was a teacher at the school, and uh, something just hit me and said, "Hey, well, why not make some money out of this and uh, see where you can run with it?" So my sister, uh, who's ten years younger than me, she was at uh, she would go to kinder, uh, she would go to daycare. And at, the, at that daycare, they had a little bit of a fundraising thing that they needed to do. And they asked me if I could fundraise a box of chocolates at school. Um, so I took that out there, fundraised a box of chocolates, and because chocolates were banned from being sold in the canteen, the fundraising chocolates weren't. And that's when I was like, oh boy, I can do this. I can do this easily. Because I had sold my box of 40 chocolates at two dollars each, uh, sold sold out on them in about one one afternoon or one one recess, and then I got another box and another box, and then I said, "Why am I fundraising for this kindergarten, preschool, daycare centre when I can be doing it for myself?" So what I did was I invested twenty dollars. I went to the bulk shop um, where they have the um, they sell candy in bulk. And I bought a box of 50 lollies, and uh, those lollies were very popular before they banned um, candy out of the school. And uh, at the school canteen, they charged 20 cents per lolly. So it wasn't really a for-profit, for but uh, you know, to get something out of it to raise funds. And I thought, okay, $20, 50 items. Let's sell them for a dollar each. Let's see how they. Let's see how I go. And. Uh, yeah, same thing happened, sold out. All of a sudden I had made $30 profit uh, on my original $20 investment. Then I went back to that bulk shop. I remember those days very well actually. Um, I'd love, always loved, I begged mum to take me to the bulk shop and say, right, I'm gonna go get more. And there was different flavors. Um, at the five weeks later, I had have five boxes uh, at a time. So $100 investment now. And the best thing about mum being a teacher there was uh, <laughs> she kept me accountable, but she also was my stock room. So I kept all the lollies under her desk in her office. So I would sell out on one box and then I would go and get another box and sell that out. And um, by one point, by the end of a 10 week stint, I had raised over a thousand dollars just by hustling throughout recess and lunchtime selling candy. <laughs> and. Um, and yeah, it was amazing, it was amazing times. But again, 
I didn't know how to spend the money and I wasted it on dumb stuff. So again, there was a pattern of brilliance, but then a pattern of being a dumb, being a dumbass, pretty much. So, um, and now I'm a high school teacher. I tell this story to my uh, students all the time. I don't, um, I don't encourage them to be selling candy at school because um, it's actually illegal. <laughs> I got away with it um, because mum had my back. She was the typical Russian was like, hey, my son's doing well. I'm gonna promote this. I'm gonna push this and I'm gonna be happy that he's succeeding in something. And she thought it was hilarious. So. That was my favorite thing about my mum back then and how she was fully supportive of everything I was doing and her only two, two rules were don't do drugs and when you start um, getting uh, into girls, be sensible and be respectful and have uh, wear protection. And that was it, that was it. That was, there were her two rules. There was a third rule actually. She said to me, if you ever got in trouble, tell me straight away so I can help you deal with it. And uh, that was that was nice, nice little uh, addition. Anyway, um, not gonna go. I'm gonna continue with my life story. Uh, actually, life story. So then, what happened was I um, um, finished up year ten, and then I got into year eleven, and I was fully into my video games. Um, but I had to study, so I had to put the video games on the back burner. By the time I finished school. Um, I had I have done been through about three or four jobs, and but unfortunately still wasting my money on dumb dumb stuff. And I talked about talk about this to my kids all the time at school. And I said, Hey, what do you guys do on the weekend? Did you guys were you guys constructive? Did you did you make something uh, make the most of your um, weekend? Um, did you save your money or did you spend it? So you know like. I'm now part of that um, older group where I'm telling the younger generation to save their money or better still, instead of saving it, putting it in a sock under your bed or putting it in the bank to occur a little bit of interest, which isn't a bad idea. How do you make it work for you? You don't want to work for money. You want to make money work for you. Um, it's a tough one, but being a maths teacher, it's, I can really resent a lot of information through my maths teachings and my stories and help the students not only learn maths, but what to do with their money at a younger age. Um, anyway, high school's finished. Mum's given me two options. She says, go to uni or get a job. I got a job. I was not interested in uni at all. I didn't know what I was wanting to do, um, but I did want to go and be a lifeguard at the local pool. Uh, I got a job pretty quickly because being um, my height, uh, it was very valuable. I was fit playing football and it was a no-brainer. So 2009 um, was my gap year, if you, if you can say. I was building up my football, I was getting better at it, I started going to the gym, and I was getting a little bit more serious about it, and that was the difference. The difference was I was committed more, I was running more, I was at the gym more, I was at the gym before anybody else in my year group and I was going there twice a week. I had a trainer who was teaching me boxing and it was, it was amazing, it was amazing. It, it had a big difference to, um, made my big difference to my football career because I was uh, always blessed with my height so I had an advantage but I didn't have confidence and the gym and the extra training gave me confidence. And um, during my gap year, when I was 18, finished school, I would go to um, work, I would go to the gym, and then I would 
spend uh, my spare time either playing video games or going out with my friends um, to the bars and, and getting getting amongst it, getting enjoying enjoying being an adult, being a young adult, you know. Um, and I'm still following the same pattern. I'm still following the same pattern at that age where I would make the money, I would build myself up, but then I would spend it. So since an early age, I had it in me. I had it in me well, and um, but I would not do anything with it, follow it up. So I would make the money, I would make something out of myself, but I would not follow it up. And uh, what I'll do is, um, in this story, I'm going to um, break it up and I'm going to continue on in another podcast. So this will be part one. So that was my first 18 years of life and what, what happened. Um, part two is going to be a little bit more interesting of what I did in the next um, four to five years. And then um, obviously part three will be up to where I am now. So um, where I'm at right now, uh, it's an amazing time. There is a big contrast for when I, uh, what I used to do and what I do now. So, um, But yeah, to wrap it up, I'm a lifeguard, 18 years old. I love my video games. I've got my friends and I'm enjoying life. That's really it. I'm having a good time and uh, I could not complain. Um, but then I did one thing that changed uh, a lot of... It changed everything. It changed how I thought about money, how I thought about um, work, and how I thought about my spare time. And it was, in reflection, in hindsight, it was a bad thing. So stay tuned, and uh, I'm gonna release that episode in a couple of days time. So looking forward to launching that one. Um, Thank you for listening for the whole 25 minutes. If you have, I really appreciate that. And I honestly am hoping that this somehow brings you value. Um, I just love documenting, that's it. I just love talking about this and one day, 10, 20 years time, my kids will listen to this and be like, wow, man, wow, this is where dad was at when he was 12 years old. I'm gonna beat him and I'm gonna do better with myself because that's what you do, that's the reason. That's the, the whole reason that you have kids is to make better versions of yourself. So yeah, I'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening. Have a good afternoon. Good evening, good night, good morning, wherever you are in the world. Hey kids, thanks for listening. Um, Hope you're doing well. I don't know what your names are yet because you're not born yet. But uh, yeah, this is your dad at 28. Good thanks.